Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. I don't have much to get into this week except to say that alongside our regularly scheduled episode next week, I will be releasing an interview that I did with the developers of Exalted 3rd Edition, John Merck and Holden Shearer. So look forward to that goodness. Now, let's dive on in. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, two days had passed since the battle in the Smiling Eyes district, and Godwin, Ajax, and Ariston met up at Madame Faze to discuss their plans and relationships. Would they stick together? What would Godwin do when faced with an old acquaintance? Would Ajax simply roll with the punches? How would Ariston handle love in the air? We cut to the interior of Madame Faye's tea house. The interior has not changed all that much in the last six months. There's still a number of these heavy, covered, and colored lanterns that cast these broad, sweeping, colorful, purplish shadows against the walls. There are still several low tables at which you are expected to kneel, and there is the same mix of sort of roughnecks and more reputable persons occupying the tea house. You have been seated at one of these squatting tables. How much time has passed since the last time you guys were together? I would say 48 hours. Okay. What do you do? How many stars does Madame Faze have on Yelp? It's always been a five-star establishment. Quality. Godwin looks around the room, observing... The variety of people that are in attendance at Madame Faye's tonight. He doesn't really make eye contact with any of them, but he does take note of people's demeanors and who's talking to who, trying to see if anybody looks familiar at all, especially in relation to his traveling past. Ariston is just drumming his fingers on the table, and he does see someone who looks familiar familiar but not like he knows the person just like looks like someone that he once knew and drinking with a a few will look like businessmen like higher higher class he's kind of looking over at this group and and he kind of turns away slowly and just goes back to kind of staring off but he's clearly still thinking about the man he saw well i think ajax has like picked up that godwin is very different and he kind of want to start asking him about what he's been up to the past couple days since they've seen each other, but he's not sure that anything he says would be even responded to. So it looks like Godwin is actively looking for stuff, so you should give me a perception plus socialize roll. Two successes. Okay, so Godwin's looking around, he's looking for people from his past, and he sees a figure coming into the tea house that he has not seen in a long time. But one of his relations, he more recently had some intense run-ins with. This is Tremulous Newman's father who is entering the building. What is his name and what does he look like? Tremulous Newman's father looks like Martin Van Buren, for lack of a better word, or historical <laughs> figure. <laughs> And he's very, very stoic. You know, he's one of those people that fills a room when he walks in. And Godwin stares at him, but because Godwin is sitting kind of in the corner of Madame Faye's in general, he observes that Tremulous Newman's father doesn't see him. I think his name is Paul. No, no. <laughs> What's the name of Noah? Noah Newman. It doesn't have to be Newman. Newman's not a family name. Oh. <laughs> oh. His name is Tremulous Newman, which 
it's two words like a lot of people's names are. Noah Oldman. <laughs> I quit trying to steer it one way, and we went right back. Because he's Trebulus as Oldman. Okay, so Noah Oldman is walking into Madame Faye's. Godwin, do you know that guy? Godwin begins kind of fiddling with the sugar box that's on the table. Yes, that's Tremulous Newman's father, Noah. Okay, well. Are you going to invite him over, Godwin? Do you think it would be beneficial? He owes me a favor. Should I cash in on it? I mean, we are kind of strapped for cash right now. Haven't had a job in a while. I don't know that he's... The kind of guy that pays back in cash. Well, anything could be beneficial for us. Well, what do we need to ask him? I don't want to waste his time. Well, I mean, for one, we could ask about the lovers. Is that going to help us? I don't I don't know if that's essential information. Do you have a better idea? The first thing you have to know about Noah Oldman is that he's a man of means. He is a dairy magnet here in Jaway. Oh. So, like, cows are attracted to him? Oh, your humor isn't helping us get... Any closer to what we need to solve, Ajax. Oh, come come on now, Godwin. Loosen up a little bit. He's just having fun. Fun doesn't help. Yeah, well, Noah Oldman might be able to. Where's the waiter? I need a drink. Oh, hello. I apologize. Oh, I like this waiter. <laughs> <laughs> what can I get you? Do you have anything alcoholic at this establishment? We have a large collection of various wines and liquors. We've imported a recent shipment of plum wine, clearly before the pirate situation erupted. We've also got a variety of rice wines and some meads, actually, from up around Whitewall that arrived recently. They are sweet. Uh, they've got some honey notes to them. Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. Godwin, isn't it a little bit early to start drinking? You know, I thought that too, but then you decided to try to be funny. I'll have your strongest mead. All right. One mead for you. <laughs> <laughs> The gentleman. <laughs> Is anyone else going to order? Just give me a second, Godwin. She needs a minute to catch her breath. What? Uh, his breath. Sorry. Wow. Don't you fucking misgender me, Ajax. Sorry, yes. I'll just have a black black chai tea, please. Uh, if you could bring over some extra sugar, that'd be great. Mm, black There's chai. There's a container of sugar right here. Yeah, I said extra sugar, Godwin. Black chai tea, extra sugar, duly noted. Thank you, sir. And I'll just have an oolong tea. And one oolong. Fantastic. He bows lightly and steps away from the table. Noah Oldman is the kind of man that needs to be approached with confidence, with strong assertiveness. So uh, Ajax should go and talk to him? Ariston, anybody but you could go. <laughs> I wasn't saying me. I was not saying me. I was just saying, you know, he seems to be the most, the best with to to talking with people. Oh, I don't know about that. You do have this vibe about you that is unsettling. Yep, I'll go. I've been told. I'll go. But I'm going to need the mead. Okay. Well, uh. As I was saying before, he's a dairy magnet, so he might know a lot about getting things in and out of the city. That could help us with the pirates. Yes, could. Exactly. Yeah, what are we going to do about the pirates? I mean, we sided with them so that they would back us up in the whole Rogra clan fight, but, I mean, we kind of took care of that already. Yeah, they surprisingly did not contribute to the fight at all. We all kind of just handled it ourselves, but... I think none of us could have known how powerful we are, but you're right, we do have to deal with the pirates. What are we going to do, though? Are we going to... Try to keep them out of the city. I mean, we 
do hold some sort of accountability to the safety of its citizens, too. I don't think they're benefiting the city in any way, whether it be with safety or economic outliers. So are we going to fight them? I think we should start with trying to talk to them. But they said themselves they won't leave the river. Well, like I said before, it might be worth it to have a conversation with them. Yeah, and we if can... we could take out Ragara, who's to say we can't take out the pirates if they don't comply? I suppose so. I mean, I just think that we should avoid violence if we can with them. Just get them to move. Which is why a conversation first is more important. We also promised them something. And now that we don't need them, we're going to have to kind of go back on our promise. Although you're right, Ariston, I don't think that violence is the best choice regardless. Which I was weak. Oh, he had a weakness that we couldn't even begin to understand. Thank you, Godwin. Just don't usually hear a compliment from you. It wasn't. Oh. Well, I'm counting it as a win. What I'm trying to say is that there are people that we might actually want to be afraid of out there. We might want to avoid conflict as much as possible because sure, we can take out Vijay, but that's not saying much. Well, if the Rogar clan is on its way here to attack us, maybe we can use the pirates as a decoy, get the pirates into the city enough so that the Rogar will be distracted by them. I think using the pirates is a good idea. Yeah. Using them as a... Then we're just sending them out to die. Why does that matter? We don't need them. I don't know. I'd, I don't feel comfortable with engaging in that kind of strategy. I mean, think about it. These pirates, they take things from other people. They don't work for what they have. They just take and they kill. I suppose so. I just, I don't feel like they've harmed the city more. So much so that we need to slaughter them all or let them be slaughtered. You're as weak as Vijay. Where's that mead? Here are your drinks. Mead for you and a black chai. And he takes a another essentially they're like these little cradle boxes that they keep the sugar in so it's got like four little pillars but the actual box inside of it kind of hangs loose between them hence full of sugar and he puts that down and then and an oolong for you is there anything else i can do for you or are you fine godwin takes a sip of the mead nods i'm gonna need another one of these i can prepare that thank you also, could you call the attention of that Van Buren-y gentleman <laughs> standing over there? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I see him. Real classic Van Buren type. Of course, I'll flag him down for you. Is there a specific message you would like for me to convey to him? Tell him that Godwin is here. Duly noted. Thank you. And that second mead, send it to him. Oh, okay. Thank Will you. do. Thank second you. mead to the Van Buren type. Godwin's here. <laughs> Perfect. And he stands up and walks away. Ariston, you have to be okay with using people. I never have been, all right? I didn't come here to do the same stuff that my kind did. You came here to find a way out? To be weak? I'm not weak, Godwin. It's not about weakness. Then you have to do what needs to get done. It's for the greater good. I can't say I'll ever be comfortable with this completely. I don't have to live with that. But if it's what we need to do to protect the city, then... Fine. Godwin takes a large sip of the mead and gets up. I'm going to go walk over to him now. Has everyone agreed on that? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. So as we have established in an earlier episode, there is this seating area, but there's also a small kind of bar area. There's a sort of tea bar, essentially, at the back end of the establishment. And Noah is sitting at the tea bar. So Godwin walks up to him, mead in hand, and has one arm kind of on the counter as he slides next to Noah. Noah Oldman. Godwin Corelli. 
It's been a while since I've seen your face. I'm not gonna lie, I wish it had been longer. Now, now. It wasn't so bad the last time we spoke, was it? Has it been enough time for you to think about how much you owe me? It's certainly been enough time to think about the way that you've been treating my boy. Your boy isn't deserving any better treatment. He's doing some bad things around the city, Noah. I've heard about his recalcitrant behavior. I'm not saying that I approve of it, but... But you can't dismiss it even though he's your son. Family is family. I will stand by my kin. Well, my family's dead, so my allegiances don't lie anywhere besides the common good. Look, Corelli, what do you need? I've ordered you a mead. It's been a while since anybody ordered me a drink. You looked like you needed one. <laughs> Well, you don't come into Madame Faye's unless you're mighty thirsty. Your hair's getting whiter every day, Noah. Just the way I like it. Roll out of bed, just let it fly around. I don't want to know what happens in your bedroom, Noah. <laughs> Mostly. These days, Corelli, it's sleeping. I wish I could say the same. Look, you know that I'm a man who likes direct communication. What do you need? Why are you talking to me? I need you to pay up on that favor you owe me. I have gathered as much. I'm asking you to please elaborate. I'm going to need some information. Can you pay me in that way? One does not succeed at business in the ways that I have succeeded at business without knowing a thing or two about collecting information. I must say that I respect your success as a business owner, but outside of this conversation, I think that you should keep Tremulous in line if you want that success to last any longer than it has. He was sent back to the farms after what he did here was discovered. It's being taken care of. I'm glad to see you stepping up, Noah. Look, I know that you know that there's been a little bit of difficulty going on in terms of what's happening in the ins and outs of the city. That's a generous way of putting it. On what, on what front do you refer? I'm talking about getting in and out of the city in particular. Oh, sure. You know, lock down the whole warehouse district. Child of Arbors is being a real stickler about that one. Look, I don't want to talk a lot here. I don't know who's got eyes and who's got ears. So I wouldn't be opposed to if you agreed to meeting in a back room and continuing this conversation there with some of my associates. Godwin kind of motions over to where Ajax and Ariston are sitting. Of course. That's absolutely fine by me. I will speak to the madam herself, and I'm sure that they'll send one of the waitstaff over to collect you when the room is prepared. Perfect. I hope the waitstaff gets you the mead that I ordered you soon. Thank you. We'll be waiting. So will I. So Godwin nods and walks back to the table with Ariston and Ajax. We're meeting with him in a back room. Did you ask him um, did you ask him about getting in and out of the city? It was a conversation I didn't want to get into more detail about in a public space. Good decision. He knows how much he owes me. More on top of it, after what went down with Tremulous. So, good. I'm hoping he won't hold back. If it means that I need to show him that he's not going to leave the room without giving us what we know, or what we need to know, then I might, if you know what I mean. I not. I don't really know what you mean. Not not following <laughs> not, there. Don't really get it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Ajax. Um, Godwin kind of leans forward on the table so that his head or his yeah his head is resting on his hand and he kind of taps on his forehead a little bit discreetly. Oh. We all have foreheads. Yes. I get it. Good. See, I yep. Godwin Good. sighs and takes a large drink of that mead. At this point, there is a little bit of commotion in the corner where Ariston had been looking at that person who seemed kind of familiar. Mm -hmm. The person is just shifting about. They've ordered a new drink. 
but something about them seems off and weird to Ajax. This is your Watchman's Infallible Eye Activating. Nice. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Ariston, do you know that guy in the corner there? No, oh, he looks like someone I used to know, but I don't think it's the same person. I can go talk to him if you'd like. Can you fade into some gotcha? Somebody that I used to know. Oh. <laughs> Somebody. I don't know what that is, Godwin. <laughs> Music sounds just horrible underwater. <laughs> it's, like, it's a hit song from 2009. <laughs> we just got it. Is it really that old? 2011, by the way. Oh, off by two years. Godwin, do you mind if we go check this out really quick? You'll let us know if they have the, the backspace ready for us. Yes. Go. I'll sit here. All right. So Ariston and Ajax both walk over to the guy. All right. So Alex, describe to me what this person looks like. So he has slick back hair. It doesn't look greasy, but it looks put mm-hmm. together and he's wearing kind of a pretty nice. Do they Do they wear suits or no? What do they? What would they wear? What would be like a higher class dress? It would just be kind of fine robes, typically. Okay, so he's in that. He has like olive skin, and then these kind of deep brown eyes. Then he has dark black hair, and he is thin, like thinner than Ariston is, which is pretty skinny. But his skin, it's darker, but it's got it's very porcelain, like it's very smooth. There's no evidence of marks or anything or scars or really anything at all. Hello, is there any way that I can help you two gentlemen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Trudel. <laughs> Hello, friend. Uh, just seemed a little uncomfortable over there. You're right. Oh, no, I'm quite fine. I'm enjoying the mead from Whitewall. It's really, really quite nice. I've never had it before. Hope you don't find this odd, but you look like someone I, I knew a while back. Uh, some people say that I have a familiar face, but something about you seems somewhat familiar too. Hmm. Where was it? Was it Great Forks that I saw you in? When I first came here, well, to this part of the world that is, that's where I used to live. Might have been. I'm having trouble passing that sentence that didn't really feel like it was grammatically <laughs> complete to me. Yes, I lived over there when I first came to this area, but I've seen a lot of people. I just can't quite be sure. Oh, it's it's fine. Great Forks is full of interesting and weird characters, so I can hardly blame you for not being certain as to whether or not we had known each other. What circles did you run in in Great Forks? Where where might I have met you? I was very much a drifter in that time. I don't I'm quite run with any circles around here. Probably alone. Interesting. And who's your friend? He's got an intense look about him. Uh, some people do say that about him. And just, uh, this is Ajax. It's disquieting almost. As though if you were to try to speak to me, I would be overwhelmed with a sense of unease and discomfort. Uh, all right. All right. That He's not that bad. I'm a straight shooter. What can I say? It seems that you were... Filled with unease and discomfort before we even came over here, though. I see that you're an observant kind. You could say that. Well, I certainly can't say that you're putting me any more at ease at present. What's your name, friend? My name is Hearth Eternal. I'm Ariston. It's a pleasure to meet you, or I suppose to perhaps meet you again, Ariston. Is it Hearth Eternal, like the planet? No, like the things that you keep in your home, it keeps you warm. Ah, got it. 
they shake hands and Ariston is clearly he's attracted to this mm-hmm. man right now and he's not like to a point where he can't control himself but he smiles and his yeah mm-hmm. and his eyes kind of change color again okay so you still haven't answered our question mr hearth eternal and what question is that what what is it that was making you so uncomfortable go ahead and give me a manipulation plus socialize or presence roll Cool. So roll six dice Ajax, because this is definitely Ajax's maneuvering here. Two successes. I'm sure that you would understand that a man would be a little bit uncomfortable after all of the ruckus that occurred a couple of days ago. There's still any number of unrestrained soldiers from the realm running around, and with that shower of light in the depths of the night, it's, it makes you sink. Especially when you were supposed to leave the city a week and a half ago, and things have just devolved so far that you've missed that boat, and it doesn't look like there are going to be any boats leaving the city anytime soon. Is there anything we can do to make the city less uh, uncomfortable for you? You know, I'm relatively new here. It's gotten kind of scary. I'm sure that I could use some assistance getting to know the city a little bit better. I'm staying at a little hostel down in Kasaga's Embrace, I believe is the name of the neighborhood. But I haven't really gotten out that much. I heard from a friend that an old contact rather you know friends are hard to come by these days but i heard from them that if ever i found myself in jiao Wei, that madam phase would be a good place for me to come to enjoy good drinks and better company well if you don't mind me being forward if you ever want me to come down and show you the city i can i don't know it that well either but it could be something we can explore together i am a fan of exploration. Uh, if ever you find yourself down in Kasaga's embrace, I would not deny you a visit. Thank you for your help. It's very nice to meet you, and they yes. sh- shake hands again. Nice to meet you too. Yeah. Mr. Ariston. It's actually, after all of this interaction, time for Ajax to make a case person role. Or oh, yeah. A, rather, a profile character role. Yeah. Oh, is he going to be like, Ariston, so, that guy's not good for you. You roll perception plus investigation against his guile score, which is a two. Plus ten. And given the whole glut of social interaction that preceded this, I will give you two dice for stunt. Seven successes. Well, I'll be. (laughs) So, having spoken with him for a while, it is clear that he is simultaneously engaged in this conversation, but he's also keeping an eye out on more or less everything else that's moving around him. You can actually tell by some of the material that's left on his clothing. He's wearing these nice robes, but there's a little bit of wear from travel, and some of that is a little bit of dirt that is likely to have come not from Kasaga's embrace, but from down somewhere around the docks. So it looks as though he is either looking for someone or something in this area. Can I use irresistible questioning technique to figure out what it is he's looking for? So you can. I will tell you right now that the way that irresistible questioning technique is written is definitely for like, he has a means of escape. So if he really needs to, he can spend a willpower and get out. But it's for, like, locked room interrogations where you aren't offering them a way out. There's absolutely... So it does offer you some advantage here, but you'll be better able to use it if you can get him alone. Can I get him alone? 
Is there a way that I could get a waiter to prepare a different back room? You know what? I want you to look at the charm card that you have uh, for a charm called Speed the Wheels. Speed the Wheels. Yes, I do have that. One organization works faster by a number of degrees equal to essence. No, that's not the one. There's another one in there that lets you know who and where to place pressure and bribes. That's Deft Official's Way. Yeah, Deft Official's Way. So if you activate Deft Official's Way, you will be easily able to... I will do that. Um, Am I back up? To 13 yes, everybody's moat pools are full. Okay, cool. So I'm going to use five personal moats to activate Deft Official's Way. So in the time that you've been in here, you've noticed that in addition to a couple of the waiters who run to the tables, there is one person in particular who engages in occasional door service, but mostly actually seems to be running back and forth out of Madame Fay's office. This young woman looks like she's probably a likely character who would be able to secure you a back room if you needed to do that. Alright, so I go up to her. Hi, are you finding everything alright? I hope that you've been enjoying your time here at Madame Faye's. Is there anything I can do to improve your experience? Uh, yes, my tea was very enjoyable. I would like to get away from this crowd, however. I have some business that might not be for everyone's ears. This gentleman, Hearth Eternal over here, and I wish to have a little conversation. And I was wondering if you had somewhere a little more private where we could do that. We do have a number of private rooms. Many of them are typically booked for large parties of generally 10 or more. However, there are certain cases where I can make an exception for this. It does, however, carry with it quite a large premium uh, in addition to the regular room charge. So it's going to cost you a couple of koku. I, I really don't need anything fancy. Are there any thriftier options? Go ahead and roll a... I'll say another manipulation and socialize. Two successes. Well... Unfortunately, again, these are generally large room reservations, and because you're looking to make a room for a party of two, that's relatively difficult. It might be possible for a slightly smaller fee to secure yourselves a room that is adjacent to the kitchen area. It's likely to be a little bit smoky and uncomfortable. You might find that there is a preponderance of spices in the area that might make it less than comfortable to occupy, but I think that it would be possible for me to arrange that sort of location at a reduced cost. That'll work for me. Wonderful. So she motions you back and directs you towards this spice pantry towards the back of the area and says, and how long exactly will you be needing this area for? Probably half an hour at the most. Wonderful. That sounds great. I will let you know right now that we are not in the business of any sort of blood or body disposal. You're going to need to take care of any of that sort of thing yourself. So just as a little bit of warning for you, you're either going to have to have paid that one out yourself or, you know. Thank you very much. Good to know. So as this has been going on, I'm assuming that you and Hearth Eternal, or the Ariston and Hearth Eternal are still kind of at the bar. So... Yes, you've got an interesting look about you. I've never seen anyone whose eyes shift around that much. I've seen a couple of wild-born children who have interesting features like, you know, shimmering hair or 
opalescent skin, but I've never seen anyone whose eyes change like that. Is is that a product of uh, wild-touched nature, or what's going on there? No, I'm from the sea originally. My eyes change with the ocean. From the sea, really? Yes. Like Wujon, or what do you mean? Skullstone? Well, it'd take, it'd take a while for me to explain, but I wasn't born like everyone else. I lived in the ocean for most of my life. I only very recently decided to come on land. Really? I've heard about all sorts of different people, but I did not know that anyone actually lived in the ocean. I I mean, I've heard rumors about Zalintha, but you certainly don't look like one of Zalintha to me. No, a lot of people failed to explore. Where I came from was not bothered, but it's lonely there. It's lonely here too sometimes. It certainly can be. Getting lost in a city that you thought you were just going to be passing through, you very quickly can find yourself lacking in the company to which you have grown accustomed. Is that what you're looking for? Ajax just walked back up after talking to the woman. Well, you know, I, I'm i a fan of creature comforts and companionship. I certainly won't say no to companionship, if that's what you're asking. One could always use more friends. You know, I I just reserved a room in the back. If you want to join me. Harrison is just like looking over and smiling, but his teeth are like so like gritted. He's just so mad at Ajax right now. Like not like he wanted me the one to invite him back basically. And he's upset. If you wouldn't mind, I'd enjoy your company back there. While I am eager to seek companionship, I've been quite enjoying the company of your friend Ariston, I, you came off a little bit brusque to me. I thought that you did not care for me. Uh, Ariston can join us if you wish. <laughs> Was Ariston going to be like kept outside? <laughs> like the dog? <laughs> I just need you to sit out and keep watch. It's, just, it's like scratching. Oh, guys. I can't use my irresistible questioning technique. If... I'm not in the room. Yeah, you need to, like, block a way out. Yeah. Like, everything can be there, but I can't, like, let him just, like, leave. (laughs) I'm trying to set up one of my charms. It's the bad cop charm. Trying to be charming, I see. So, go ahead and give me a... I think that's, again, manipulation plus socialize, but because of this long setup and all of this time you've put into it, I'm going to give you a two-dice two stunt. A two-dot stunt, rather. So you get one automatic success and then two extra dice. Four! Five. Five! Plus an automatic, so six. Six! This episode brought to you by the number six. <laughs> six! Again? I think, I think that's <laughs> I think already been happened. Been yeah. Six is the only one who agreed to come back. So I would be amenable to spending a little bit of time in a private room. I've ordered a bottle of plum vines that I can't finish myself anyway, so... Yeah, we'll have it sent back. Excellent. So now we're going to cut back to Godwin as the waiter approaches the table. Mr. Godwin, there's a room open in the back that you've been invited to by Mr. Noah Oldman. He would like for you to join him now. Thank you. And you can call me Mr. Corelli. Mr. Corelli. Yes. Mr. Oldman is waiting for you. Thank you. So Godwin pulls a little bit out of his pocket and puts it in the pocket of the waiter. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your patronage. How about that back room? I didn't catch your name. My name is Paolo. Well, thank you, Paolo, for all your help. 
Of course, Mr. Corelli. I'm happy to do business with you. As am I. So Godwin picks up his drink and gets up off his chair and looks around and contemplates grabbing Ajax and Ariston and decides against it and heads towards the back room. Godwin enters this back room and it is very, very elaborate. It's got a square table at which you would kneel, but there are a lot of very elaborate, fine paintings on the wall behind you and on the screens that separate the room from the rest of the establishment. There are a number of elaborate wood carvings of various creatures that are typical in the environments around here. There's a, an elaborate carving of a deer and of a massive owl, etc. And Noah is seated with a very, very large jug of this mead that you two have been drinking. Mr. Corelli, please come in, take a seat. Thank you, Mr. Oldman. Now, we've known each other long enough that you're aware that I believe that business deals should be conducted as though you are talking with family or close friends, so please... Drink with me. You know you can't trust a man who won't drink with you into a deal. I'll agree to that, and I want you to know you can call me Godwin. All right, Godwin. Let's talk about this transportation issue that you've got on your hands. So there's pirates blocking the city. Of that, I am certainly aware. They may or may not have been put there by me. Are you saying that you coordinated the siege of Zhao Wei? I'm saying I might have. Well... Saying that, hypothetically, you had done this, then what exactly would it be that you would need me to do? So let me paint a picture for you. Please. I'm in alliance with the pirates, but I don't need them anymore. Not for their original intention, but I owe them. But I want to use them, so I need to have a one-up on what I've already got established with them. And that's where you come in. You need them still? What for? I've got intel that says there might be something bigger coming from the city. Something not good. Hmm. Something bad for the city. It's a bad time to be alive in Zhao Wei. It's getting worse. <sighs> so, how exactly do I come in? Am I supplying you with the pretense of having fulfilled this bargain that you made? I think the way you could be our greatest asset is to try to find a solution to appease these pirates who will not leave the rivers. Try to appease them. Okay. You know more about navigating outside of the city than I do. Do you think we can help them find a compromise? I suppose that in order to do that, I would need to know what the specific demands of the pirates were in the first place. I don't think that's information that I can share so easily. Well, then it's hard for me to make a hard-line assessment as to whether or not I can meet their needs. Your needs, Godwin. Best case scenario, what could you give me? I mean, what exactly are you looking for? I'm still not sure that I completely understand. Do you want me to navigate them out the city? I, if I could make them unhook those grappling hooks and move on down the tepu, I would. I think they just don't know where else they can go. I need you to find that for them. Well, you follow the tepu down long enough, eventually you're going to hit the Yangtze, and from there, for all I care, they could cruise on down to the Cinder Isles. See, it's hard, because I think... Logistically, that would make sense, but there's something about them that's very brazen. I don't think they would. Trust me, I'm a farmer. I know a thing or two about brazen folk. And that's why I'm speaking to you brazenly. Well, you know what I always did when I had trouble with some of my cattle? Tell me. Well, sometimes I'd find that one of them, usually a bull, but sometimes a heifer, would be excitable, rousing things up. And I've found that the easiest way to quell that sort of behavior is to, in front of the rest of the cattle, take out your branding iron, 
Sure, you've branded them before, but this, this is something else. You go behind its front leg, right at the joint, and you press that brand into the joint. You hobble it as best you can, as forcefully as you can, with the rest of the herd watching. I find that that tends to set them in line, if you understand what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. I need to hobble the pirate queen. Sure, the queen, the pirates as a whole, you know. Hobbling the queen with all the pirates looking on is certainly going to leave an impression. If you can't meet their needs amicably. Look, I like the pirate queen. I don't know about doing it in a way that isn't amicably. This is really good mead. It's quite strong. Well, if you're looking for an alternative... I might be, but I'm not afraid to use our first proposition, need be. I'm hoping it doesn't have to need be, but... Call it a backup. Oh, call it a backup. Pirates, they're not cattle. They're more complex, but something about that complexity makes them somewhat easier to manipulate. I would recommend a session with this pirate queen. Figure out what she needs, what she wants, what she's after, and in whatever way you can, try to use that as leverage. Offer it in exchange for the pirate's departure from the city. You know... Manipulate her, and if that doesn't work, destroy her. I think you're learning a thing or two about business here, Godwin. I think it's all part of growing up. Yes, a lesson that Tremulous Newman is not quite understanding. He's got the second part down, but boy, if he's not one easily manipulatable son of a bitch. I wish I could have learned lessons from my father, like the ones that you've given me. Well... Not everyone's father can be the most successful dairy magnate for hundreds of miles. That's for sure. Is there anything else I can do for you, Godwin, or are we square? Do you think that this information is equivalent to the debt that you owe me, Noah? I think that, given how clearly interested you are in this pirate queen... Not that interested. Just a little bit. I see your eyes, boy. I know what's behind there. Sure, you've got desire, but you've also got rage. You remind me of myself when I was younger. Here's to hoping I become something more than a dairy magnet. No offense. It's funny what a little cheese and honey can get you in this world. But I am inclined to believe, given what are clearly your personal stakes in this, that it's about enough to call it even. Let's keep in touch, Noah. Sure, you'll understand that the rule of this world is quid pro quo, so next time you come asking for advice, there's going to be favors that come from it. I've got nothing to lose. Always a pleasure doing business with you, Godwin. And he extends his hand. Godwin grabs it, shakes it with a firmness that Noah would find as unfamiliar from Godwin. So we cut to the inside of this spice closet. There are a number of sacks of various tea leaves and the upper areas of the wall of this pantry, like the upper shelves, which are much narrower, have various jars and vials of any number of spices that you might find or that might have been imported from the guild. The floor area is relatively clear, but there's not actually a firm area in which one might sit. The best bet at comfort you have is taking a bag of spices and somewhat leaning up against them. How big is the spice closet, like, as far as length and width? Gosh. It probably goes back about... 
12 feet. Okay. But it's, it's probably five feet wide. It's not super wide. So I think I kind of like motion for both of them to go in first. Hearth Eternal, I motion in to go first, and then Ariston, and then I close the door and mm-hmm. I kind of stand with my back to it, guarding it so it can't really get mm-hmm. out. Right. Well, this is cozy as I thought it would be. I've. I kind of like it, honestly. The smell of spices reminds me of my home. So now I'm going to use the irresistible questioning technique. Excellent. Is there like a certain like action that goes with that, or do I just ask the question? I, I kind of imagine it kind of like a Jedi mind trick, because like I ask the question and they have to give a complete and honest answer to it. So it's not so much a Jedi mind trick as it is, like I said, kind of like finishing up a good cop bad cop combo where suddenly the perp starts spilling out a bunch of information because essentially charms aren't magical techniques they're extensions of your abilities in the domain of your excellence so you use that i think wits plus investigation it says Mm -hmm. in order to roll a persuade action against his resolve and so you are so good at questioning people that they start answering que- you find that it's easy to make them answer questions truthfully especially when you apply pressure but so do i ask the question before i roll or after? yes before you roll so hearth eternal yes who or what was it that you were actually looking for out in the tea shop okay so go ahead and roll two well that's a complicated question to answer but i will try to be as direct as possible I was tailing von Noah Oldman. I I was tailing him, and I was looking for any potential leads on any sort of emergent organization amongst the remnants of the realm who are here right now. If I can understand around whom they are coalescing, I might be able to find a way to... Uh, address the problem. What's the problem with the realm? Well... I don't know if you're aware of this, but after the incident two nights ago, there's about a hundred soldiers who, this no superior commanding officer, have been let loose on the Smiling Eyes district. They've taken to making trouble. And what do merchants have to do with that? Oh, I see. No, 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 no. These are two separate objectives. One of them is personal and one of them is just business as usual. Well... Why were you trying to get out of the city in the first place? I was never intending to put down any roots here. I travel about, I do my business, and then I leave. I prefer to live comfortably back in Great Forks if I can. But I got here just as apparently everything began to fall apart. It's a shame, though. The city is growing on me. So we actually have another associate that works with us, and he's actually in one of the larger back rooms right now talking with noah interesting would you like to join us well i must say that i'm a little bit disappointed that what was looking to be my first real friends since i've settled down here it's an elaborate ruse i will not turn down the opportunity to conclude this investigation i can assure you i don't know what interpretation you've come across from us but never our intention i do want to get to know you and we want to make every citizen feel safe here. Just want to stay in the city as well. Well, next time's it. You don't want to leave the impression with someone that you've been leading them on. It's best not to put them in a room, block the door, and immediately begin quite direct questioning. <sighs> I like you, Mr. Ariston. I would still like to get to know you if that is something that you would be interested in after this situation resolves. 
I'm sorry I've made you uncomfortable in any way. I'm still new at this whole thing. I believe that it's more your friend, Mr. Ajax, who's made me uncomfortable. Yes, he's very unsettling. Well, I like you too, and I don't have much on this earth, and it's nice to get to know anyone, and you're free to go if you want, but I'd still like to see you again. I would like to see you again too. If you could tell me about life in the ocean, I can imagine that there is something oddly beautiful about loneliness under the sea. But in the meantime, we have a meeting to attend, do we not? In the other room, Godwin and Noah are plastered. (laughs) And so I said to him, if you would believe this, (laughs) there's no way that that's a heifer. A heifer? I think that I hear knocking over at yonder screen door. Who would be knocking at this hour? Uh, Let's go and check on it. Mm, well, I think you should go do it. He kind of shakily stands up and wobbles a little bit. He grabs the jar of mead as he walks to the sliding door and slides it open. Oh, you, you must be a Godwin's little friend. I would hardly call them friends. Don't let them in here, Noah. Uh, we're work associates. <laughs> oh, well, work associates, uh, friends. It's, Ajax can say he's my work associate, but he's just a piece of garbage. Oh, sounds like there's a little bit of fighting in the family here now. Well, there's not enough fighting that some mead can't solve. Look, I... Are you two going to be serious because we came in here to do some serious talking? We already talked. <sighs> Look, I can... And he takes a breath in, pushes a breath out, compose myself enough to engage in a little bit of serious conversation, if that's what you need me to do. Well, we brought someone here who has been looking for you. Uh, is that so? Who, who might that be? Uh, this is Hearth Eternal. Hello, my name, as they said, is Haas Eternal. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Oldman. And it's a pleasure to meet you too, Mr. Haas Eternal. Uh, Come on in, please. All of you, have a drink with me. I don't want to drink with them. Look, Godwin, I can tell that you're hurting right now and... Hurting doesn't even touch the surface of what I'm experiencing. Experiencing, and it's no thanks to these two and their weird new friend, I guess. They've already replaced me. Look at that. No one's getting replaced, Godwin. And frankly, I don't think we've done anything to you that bad. So I'm just going to count this as that mead talking. But look, you brought Hoth Eternal here to talk, and you're going to make him feel uncomfortable, then we can leave. I think that there may have been a misunderstanding uh, in this whole situation. <laughs> I, Mr. Mr. Oldman, uh, I'm a businessman from Great Forks. I've heard a lot of interesting things about the cows that you work with. I've heard that they are good stock, and, you know, we've been looking into some deals with Harbourhead, but rocks are a little bit bare bones for our tastes, so if you've got these good bovine, we were interested in the idea of perhaps... Shipping some of your goods down Great Forks Bay. I know that this isn't necessarily the best time to cement a business deal. You appear to be relatively altered, but if you would tell me a little bit about your farms and what you've been doing in the city, that would be truly enlightening. You know, I was born the son of a farmer, and 
He, my father, that is to say, was also the son of a farmer and his father before him. But the way the realm's been moving around recently, they've been expanding. And when you got people like that rolling around, uh, crushing any sort of local resistances, you've got to adapt or you're gonna die, you know? So I found that it was pretty easy to convince them that these wonderful cows that my family had been raising for generations were better than whatever preserved stock that they were bringing in from the Blessed Isle, and before too long you make a couple of contract agreements with the realm, then the guild comes calling, and next thing you know you've got your fingers in a lot of pies uh growing family underneath you and the only way to make sure that all you stay fed is to keep selling cattle and jaway's always been close to my heart you know uh i came here a couple times as a boy they were a couple of wonderful uh auctions that i attended you know cattle auctions and it was strange you know coming in i'd never seen an auction before and that auctioneer he's rattling off numbers so fast at one place three four five six seven and i don't even know what's happening you know but if there's not this twinkle coming up in my eye as i'm looking at my father and he's raising his hand and he's shouting out counter offers and oh the smell of the pine needles in the city the the whole thing you know the smiling eyes that watch over all of us as we travel around it speaks to my soul uh it's my home away from home i suppose but what did you want to know about again it's interesting i've only been in Zhao Wei for a little bit of time but i think that i can see what you mean there's something alluring about it i've heard that there's a little bit of a problem with the drought you know recently drying up the whole region Are your cattle doing fine in light of that? Ah, well, you know, they've been losing a little bit of weight, and we've actually had to go on, and (laughs) if you can believe this, we've had to export hay goods and uh, fodder, etc., from up in the north, and ugh... Let me tell you right now, if there's one thing I hate in this world, it's having to make a business deal with people from Linawan, you know what I'm talking about? I, I'm, no, I've actually had relatively good relations with the people from Linawan in my time, but I'm sure that I've, you know, never been in a knockdown, dragout sort of uh, negotiation with any of them. Uh, they're hearty people, so I can imagine that it can be a little bit rough. Rough doesn't even begin to cover it. It's like they've never been taught manners by anyone in their life. (laughs) But that's beside the point. Yeah, we've been hit by the drought, uh, but I sure as hell don't know anything that I could do to prevent it any more than I'm sure that you do, uh, Mr. Hearth. Yes, that's something that I wonder about. You know, savants come through great forks now and again, but... I cannot say that I can be counted amongst their number. I'm just a just a traveling man, so I certainly don't know of any ways that I could resolve this situation. I have heard though that despite all of this trouble, there's a cow that you've had around on the farm for a long time that's been helpful in this uh, expansion of your business. It's ancient, I've heard, for a cow. Oh, now let's not get. Talking about Lactation's Resplendent, she's a good, good cow. Good, wonderful cow. Strange as all get out, though, you know. I 
She's been around as long as I can remember, and got this strange, strange sheen to her fur, almost as though she'd been dunked in gold. Beautiful, long-lived, hearty, and uh, most of our cow are her stock, you know. Uh, be that a few generations removed. <laughs> yeah, she's a great, great cow. You know, we wouldn't have been able to do uh, as much as we've done without her. I, I fear, I fear that even in the face of the realm and this pressure to succeed or die, we would have gone the same way as a lot of those other farms. Well, this your business doing so well, generally speaking. I was wondering if perhaps you might be willing to coordinate a sort of exchange for this lactation resplendent. Of course, we can talk about it at a different time, but I've got some associates in Great Forks who would be very interested in securing ownership of her. <laughs> well, uh, boy, if you, you want to have that conversation, you can have that conversation with me back at my offices, but a hundred men before you have tried to take her away from me, and a hundred men before you have failed, I do not anticipate that you're going to be any different. However, it is my policy to entertain your silly lines of conversation, so I'm gonna do just that. You understand? But... I think that's enough talk of cows and milk for one evening. I've got a jug of mead that I'm enjoying here with my good pal Godwin. Isn't that right? That's, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely completely right. Well, I thank you for your time and this opportunity to to meet you and to speak with you. Uh, Mr. Ariston, I hope to be seeing you again soon. Mr. Ajax, I would again caution you. Just think about what you're going to do before you do it. <laughs> think, would I like for this to be happening to me before you start doing any sort of uh, rash behavior? Look, you've, you've, you're clearly a talented person. You, you've clearly got a lot going for you. I just cannot imagine that your prospects would not be improved to drastically by the inclusion of a little bit of tact <laughs> just destroys <laughs> drops the mic I'm fucking out <laughs> uh, so he turns around and bows at Ariston and leaves the room what do you guys do well that was an interesting bit of story about cows I think we've got a lot to go on as of now Look, I don't know who that guy was. I don't know him. I've never met him before in my life either. I don't, I don't know why my associates, if you could even call them that, brought him in here. I don't know. I thought it was strange that they did not enter the meeting with us. Well, look, it's been real nice spending time with you, Tremulous, and, and getting back in touch. <laughs> A Tremulous? Oh, I'm Please, sorry. that's my son's name. <laughs> I'm Noah. <laughs> This meat it's a little reversal strong. of an old Jokeroonie. <laughs> this meat is stronger than I thought it would be. I'm actually really impressed that you can hold your own and, and feign sobriety. That's another piece of advice I'll have to learn from you at another time. It takes years of practice. <laughs> well, better start ordering more meat. <laughs> All right, but I believe that you've gotten my tidbit of advice. So absolutely, I don't think you've got anything else to offer me at this time except your company and some mead. Oh yeah, and I'm afraid that I can't offer you my company too much longer. I've got roads to stumble back up to to my abode. You know, gotta wake up in the morning, try to shake that hangover off, and 
Sell some milk and honey. <laughs> Sell some milk and honey. You know, chase off another man who's trying to buy my prized heifer. Way it goes, you know. Way it goes. All right, well, I won't keep you too much longer here, Noah, but it's been an absolute pleasure. Truly. I can see a lot of potential in you, Godwin. If ever you're looking for some more lessons, like I said before, quid pro quo, but I like to be a little lenient when I see potential. I had, to be perfectly honest, written you off as a useless lout, and you've really turned me around on you. Well, don't be surprised if I take you up on that sometime, Noah. All right. Well, I'll be moving on now. Goodbye, Godwin. Mr.'s... I don't know that I got your names, but Mr.'s and Mr. Mr. and Mr. M&M. Um, I... You guys. I'm sorry. The means really hitting me. I can hold hold it off for a little while, but... Oof, it starts moving back, and next thing you know, you're, stutter, you're stuttering, you're mumbling, you don't even know what's going on anymore. What what, we, what were your names? Everson and Ajax, and we better get Godwin home. I think uh, he's had enough mead for tonight. Okay. I think I'm gonna mead a little more, if you know what I'm saying. And I don't know, I've already had the pleasure of meeting a couple new friends tonight. <laughs> And he walks out the door chuckling to himself. (laughs) Godwin, can you walk home or are we going to have to hold you up again? I'll walk. Great. And Godwin gets up and kind of starts stumbling along out of the bar. I don't need your help. You better not because I'm not going to carry you. I don't want you to carry me. I don't want anything from you, Ajax. That's fine by me. See, why do you say that? Why do you do that? Why do you pretend that you care and then you clearly don't? Because we're work associates, not friends. Shut up. You know we're not. Um, you know I think I'm your... That, I don't get it. I don't get why you hate me. Enough people hate me already. I never said anything about hating you. You're arguably worse. You don't give a shit about me. I, I give enough shits about you. Why are you afraid of connecting with people, Ajax? Maybe it's not my position to be connecting with people. That's not my purpose. Why not? Why can't it be a part of you? Why are you so mean? Why can't I be? I can still serve my purpose. Because it hurts. Then why do I need to be nice? It hurts me, Ajax. Godwin, you're mean to me like every day. Shut up. I'm not talking to you. Ajax, I just... Can't you see that I'm trying so hard? Uh, maybe that's your problem. Why are you such an asshole to me? I don't see why I have to be nice to you. Because you're my friend. That's what you see. Why do you not want to be anything more? I don't see why I need friends. I... That's so fucking sad. You say that like you don't know what it's like to lose everyone that's important to you. I say that as a person... Who doesn't even fucking know... Pain. I know pain. Different than yours. But I know pain. I'm just trying to be the best person I can. That doesn't involve making friends with everyone. Well, you're being a really shitty person. That's arguable. I'm working for the greater good. Why am I not part of the greater good? Maybe because you're not greater good enough. I'm not good enough? Now you sound like my father. Welcome to the club. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to us, rate us, and review us on iTunes. 
Every review really helps get the show out there to more new listeners. If you want to find us on the web, you can find us at swallowsofthesouth.com, on Twitter at swallowsofsouth, on Tumblr at swallowsofthesouth.tumblr.com, and on Google Plus at swallowsofthesouth. If you have any questions you would like answered or would like to speak to Quinn via email, please send your messages to swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. Our intro music is new by Elvis Herod, and I hope to see you next Tuesday. <laughs>